As we approach the uh, end of our celebration of Jesus' joy, here's a song that's, well, not a traditional song of Christmas, but it's a song of Christ, reminding us that with the joyful birth of Jesus and his amazing resurrection comes also the promise of the greatest celebration of all, when his children unite with him and their loved ones in heaven in the greatest joy imaginable in the universe. Here's the old friends quartet singing about that great joy on that great day. I once wrote a Christmas story about that infamous Bethlehem innkeeper. The story took place long after the birth of Jesus, and in it I tell how the now aging innkeeper meets up with Nicodemus, who explains that salvation joy is a free choice and leads him to choose to ask the Lord into his heart. Upon realizing he would live eternally with the Lord, the old innkeeper was so filled with joy that he wanted to share his joy with the world. And so he composed a song about salvation that, in part, went like this. Is there space for God's grace in your heart? Do you have room for a new heart start so your soul can sing and soar forevermore? The sweet boy born of joy in the stable invites you now to his royal table. Ask him into your heart's inn. Don't refuse the news and you'll sing and soar with the Christmas king in heaven's mansions forevermore. Before I say goodnight, I invite you to sing along at the close of our show with Andy Williams, who sings It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, as it is for all of God's kids, all of his believers, young and old. And now this is Dwayne Keelstrup saying, From me and my family to you and yours, may you know the blessings of God's free gift of grace, and may God fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit made possible by the greatest Christmas gift of all that leads to the greatest joy of all. From deep in my heart and from deep in the heart of Texas, this is Dwayne Keelstrup for my family saying goodnight and wishing you a joyful Christmas celebration. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time 
Christmas from the Keelstrips and yesterday, USA. Merry Christmas from Walden and Patricia. Yes, please. From yesterday, USA. Hi, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Walden. Merry Christmas, Patricia. What did you do in your busy day besides not sleep? Well, I slept. I, uh, I, um, Mary Gath and I went shut down about 117 West Coast and Went on a computer, looked at emails. Dad woke up, came in at one thirty, and said, "You done already?" Yeah, yeah. And then he went out and been awake so since one thirty this morning. So typically, Dad falls asleep at seven o'clock. So next half hour or so, we'll hear some snoozing from the living room of the Hughes household. Um, that be my dear old pop. My brother just gone to bed. He'll get ready to go to bed. He gotta go to work at midnight. So he'll get up at 11. And, uh, so, well, let's see here. What did we do? What well, Mom woke me up at 7.45, so got dressed, went down, and we opened up our Christmas presents and had a good celebration. We, uh, no, no. <clears throat> Before we opened our Christmas present, we had food. Oh, my opening. Thank you. Yes, I knew we, you could get it in there. Yes, we, we had Mom's famous homemade cinnamon rolls with frosting oh, wow. and milk. You know, milk got to go with sugar. You know, I don't know why. It's a great... You're right. It just complements it. You're right. Yeah, it's a great balance. So we had the uh, the family cinnamon rolls this morning. Then we opened up the presents. 
then we had uh, 45 minutes. Uh, so I went and looked at the CDs that I got from mom and dad uh -huh. and stuff. Then we got, got in the car and we went to my aunt's house. And she was preparing food. So we were talking to my uncle and things. And so we had ham, corn, uh, her version of scalloped potatoes. And the version? Her version. It's a different okay. version, yeah. Yeah, and let's see here, let me think, and we had ice cream, so, and then uh, we left our gifts with them, and we took their gifts home, and then I went and got ready, and I took an, I, I got cleaned up, and I went and took a nap, took a nap for an hour, and just got ready, you know, did my normal routines of uh, bio reading and things like that, and folks were watching the basketball game while I was getting ready for the show. And here I am with Patricia. And then we just had uh, our first guest, which I thought she was super. I thought she was a delightful lady to spend so much time with us tonight. With Marianne Balbeck, the postmaster from Santa Claus, Indiana. And I've been telling people for several weeks, I stopped two weeks ago because I knew we were going to be able to have her on the show. I stopped two weeks ago telling people that if you send them your pre-stamped Christmas envelopes, your cards and, and Christmas mail that you want a special postmark for, the Santa Claus, Indiana Post Office does this for free. Anybody can send the the mail to them. There are some post offices that will charge you for this. And Walden and I were talking about whether or not that's even legal, that you could charge mm -hmm. somebody for a postal service that um, mm -hmm. comes along with the stamps that you buy. But anyway, it doesn't make any difference. They do it for free, and it's a gift to you. And next year, I will repeat the address where you can send your holiday mail and get a Santa Claus stamp on it. Not a stamp, a Santa Claus postmark. Isn't that cool? That's wonderful. I think that was so sweet. That was she was so good about talking about Santa Claus, Indiana. And then um, while Dwayne's show was on, I went and had two helpings of uh, honey baked ham, our version of a gratin potato, and the wonderful pineapple marshmallow salad. Two helpings. Well, then, if you would please excuse me um, and hold your ears. Folks, he was gone for 22 minutes, and he had two helpings of ham. He had a full dinner, uh -huh. plus this pineapple marshmallow thing that he tries to pass off as a salad. And he is still upright and able to talk to us. I had two helpings of that salad, two helpings of the potatoes, and two helpings of the ham. But we did have a minor catastrophe in the kitchen. You had a what? A minor catastrophe in the kitchen. Uh-oh, what happened? Uh-oh, what happened? It started to, uh, the, uh, the, the kitchen started to burn and smoke and fire. What happened? Well, poor mom, she opened up Frank and Bobby's gift, which is the uh, ham and the wrapping huh? and the juice spilled into the uh, oven. Oh, and so that once it started, does indeed it, make a lot of smoke. Yeah, so that's what, so, no wonder I was smelling dinner pretty early in the game tonight while we were interviewing our guests. You kept saying, I smell dinner, I uh -huh. smell dinner, I smell dinner. <laughs> you certainly did. Yeah. It was gone by the time you were there. 
Oh, that's cute. You had to go fast because dinner was ready. You could smell it. Dinner was ready, and all the time it was the oven on fire. I know. I know. That's cute. So we'll have ice cream later. I'll sneak out. But uh, anyway, my brother's gone, getting ready to go to bed. He works at the grocery store. So generally nowadays, they don't like to have their employees work the holidays because it's triple time. So they, I wonder why. <laughs> triple time? Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. I'll go. Sunday's day and Sunday's time and a half. Holiday pay is triple. And so so uh orders for work around the clock, they have the employee going at right at midnight. Tonight. Gotcha. Yeah. So so somehow that seems sort of cheating, you know? Uh huh. Yeah, I always I, I can understand that. Some years some years in order to avoid the uh holiday pay, they'll have them work midnight. Take 24 hours off and come in at midnight. Yeah, I can dig it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. I can do that. Yeah. So, family out there, are you going to give us a call? 714-545-2071. Tell us what kind of a day you've been having, what your favorite Christmas song is, what you could live without hearing for the rest of your life in the Christmas song, and we're excluding some of these what we call folksy specialties, like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I think we could live without one, without that one very nicely. But in the traditional ones, in the traditional Christmas songs, is there something that you really would prefer not to listen to? 274. There I go again. Your sentence is four and mine begins with a four. 714-545-2071. Where is our family? I think they all had their Christmas meal and they're fast asleep. They've got they've got tummies puffed and everything, mm-hmm. just like just like Fibber. Mm-hmm. His his was the PTA. The oh goodness, something about the tummies, the professional tummy. <laughs> was it? Do you remember? Nope, I don't. Maybe I'll call it. Do hello there. Do I'm with Patricia? Oh, Walden, Patricia, Charles from the... Charles, I thought it might be you. Is it snowing? Uh, not yet. <laughs> okay, I'm working on... I didn't work hard enough today. I was, oh. I was kind of pooped uh, out from yesterday. Walden overworked me, so I'll I'll get my conjurer working overtime here. Well, honestly, honestly I just unplugged the phone there. No, you'll have to work because, uh, as of now, we're under a blizzard warning for tomorrow and Monday. <laughs> I told you, I told you. You didn't believe me. <laughs> I love it. I did. I threatened you with snow. Work all right, yes. <laughs> are you really, are you really going to get heavy snow? Well, well, when we were told yesterday, yesterday we were saying we are going to, you know, go out and we are just going to get, you know, snow showers or flurries. I woke up this morning. They had the winter storm watch, which, you know, well, well we'll be four to eight inches. That was, then they, uh. Put the winter storm warning. Now it's a blizzard warning for at least they're saying eight to sixteen inches here, and winds up to fifty miles an hour. <laughs> don't you just love it? Okay, oh, next don't... week you just don't <laughs> fool around with Patricia, boy. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> well, it's nice. She'll be getting into the nice and warm seventies. Yeah. Yeah, we probably will too. Let me see what tomorrow is supposed to be. Tomorrow, oh, ooh, tomorrow is Sunday, right? Yes. 
We're going to go to 37 at night, and our high is 62. And on Monday, we'll go to 33 at night, and our high is going to be 58. And I lied and told poor Marion that her daughter was going to be so happy with the weather. It's going to be 58 on Monday, if we get there. Are you happy? That's better there than here. Are you, are you satisfied now, Charles? Yeah, I don't want to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to be suffering on Monday. Nobody cares. Walden cares. You'll care for me, right? Uh-huh. Yes, I will. Care for, I'll care for Patricia forever now. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, thank you. There you go. Oh, my goodness. I've got New Jersey pulled up here. Look at all those snowflakes. <laughs> I'm on the Weather Underground, which is a wonderful weather site for anybody who is looking for current weather conditions or forecasts for any place in the country. It's www.wunderground.com. And that stands for Weather Underground. And it's, you know, they've got all of the, what are, what are the major weather sources, Walden? NOAA, and what else? Um, NOAA's the only one I know of. Okay, well, they've got them. And they pull in all of this information, and it's really great stuff. And look at what's happening here. Oh, my goodness. And what is the, what is that little thingy? Um, let's see. Flood watch, flood. Oh, you got flood watches out. Okay. I know they put, well, they see, this is coming, well, start in Tennessee and Atlanta. Uh-huh. In, it's in the Carolinas now, so they, they thought it was going to go out to sea. Now it's just going to hit the... Uh, Coastal, which is the Jersey Shore, that area, uh-huh. and just bam! Ex- well, they use the word explode over New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Long Island, and all New York City and every. Just gobble all of you up. Okay, I'm going to name some towns here, and you tell me which one is reasonably close to you. Okay. Um, we've got Caldwell, Belmar, Mount Holly. Newark, Somerville, Teterboro, Trenton, Wildwood, Brightstown, Andover, Atlantic City. Is there anything near you? Belmar is the Jersey Shore. That's about 45 minutes away. I'm closer and away to Newark. But um, that's all the areas, yes. It's all, it's all the uh, East Coast. Okay. Well, let's see with Belmar, weather conditions. Well, tomorrow, uh, well, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, you have a 100% chance of precipitation, <laughs> which I think is very nice. And it says, winter storm warning in effect from 7 a.m. Sunday to 1 p.m. Monday, your time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let's see. Uh, rest <laughs> of the night. Snow accumulation, for three to five inches in the lowest 30s. Northeast winds at 15 to 20 miles an hour, increasing 20 to 30 miles an hour with gusts up to 45 miles an hour. Chance of snow, they always say near 100% or... Can't go, uh, yeah. Can't go any higher. <laughs> You're going to get dumped on is what they're saying here. Oh, yes. All right, Sunday night, accumulation of 12 to 18 inches. Yeah, that's the, they said the worst because uh, they got a football game in Philly. Uh-huh. Night, Sunday night, and they said it's going to be blizzard conditions. Yes, well, we're, we're getting there because we've got <laughs> mid-20s. You're going to be in the mid-20s tomorrow night. 25 to 35-mile-an-hour winds with gusts up to 55 miles an hour. Mm. And chance of snow, 
what? A hundred. Can we yes, can we talk one hundred percent boys and girls? Yes. <laughs> and Monday, snow likely in the morning. Um well you don't have to you don't have to shovel partly cloudy off your driveway, so that's good. So anyhow, um Oh, oh, this is great, and on Friday you're going to get rain. Boy, did you tick off mummy nature. What did you folks well, do up there to do to get this kind of stuff? More like mommy Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. You don't fool around with Mother Nature's friend here. Well, then when are you going to get snow? Huh? I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't know what that stuff looks like. Huh? <laughs> How far north do you have to go in California to have any trace of snow? Well, where Ralph lives, that's, a, that's about 10 hours away by car. Up in the mountains, right? Yeah, well, it's northern California. If I want to go up to, yeah. if I want to go to Big Bear, that's about two hours a drive. That'd be, that'd be getting into the mountains. Yeah, well, one of the, yeah, one of the things that you can do is go straight up. Mm-hmm. So even if you're in toasty, warm, bask on the beach type stuff, which I am, yeah. If you yeah, if you just turn around and start facing toward the sky, but basically in the mountains, you, it's not going to be very long before you hit snow. But basically, you can where I live, uh, ski in the mountains in Big Bear, two hours away, then come way on the beach in the afternoon if you really want to do that. So serious vacationers can do it all in one day. Yeah. Phew. Yeah, it's, uh, but, um, no, I was thinking, uh, basically a lot of people, what they like, when they like to go ski, they like to go to Lake Tahoe, and they generally will fly, and that's about an hour, 90 minute flight to get into Lake Tahoe, which is a slash of, uh, the border of California and Nevada. Uh-huh. And that's, that's really good skiing country, so... If you really want. Okay, Big Bear, a lot of that man-made snow stuff. Oh, boy, that's cheating. I know. Well, I can always, you know, I, I got a deal. I can send Walden some snow. You some, could. Some ham, some ham, corn, and ice cream. Yeah, yeah, you could do that, you know. I mean. Survival rate is very poor between New Jersey and California. <laughs> it's one of those things that has to go faster than FedEx. Well, I wonder, could snow really, we'll get it there. Could snow really survive if you, if, you, if, you, if, you put it in, if you ice packed it? Well, I have gotten, I have gotten cold items that were packed in ice packs, and the ice packs were not defrosted by the time they got here. It, you know, they were insulated boxes. Mm -hmm cardboard boxes with styrofoam insulators and then this refrigerated goodie in the center mm -hmm. with the the frozen ice packs, you know, the gel ice right. packs? Right. And they, they freeze them and put them in there, and the ice packs had not completely melted by the time I got them. That was at least I, three days. I order, yeah, I order a lot of them fancy, you know, I won't mention names, but the fancy food, and they send them in the styrofoam you know, boxes or whatever, and then they put a lot of dry ice and the food's still frozen, but... Dry ice? My goodness, yes, it would be. I it would be. I never knew until uh, one year somebody asked it to uh, ship some sea candy, but they not the traditional way. They want it cold. And I didn't realize you had to be very careful with dry ice or else you could burn. Oh, it will, it 
available to yeah. you. Plus, if you, plus if you okay. touch that with your hand or finger, it almost it feels like a burn. Wow. How how did, did you find that, out? Did that, I did that one time by accident. I just touched it with my finger, and it's like, wow. <laughs> how did you find out it was not a good thing to do, Walton? We read the instruction. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, you get two points for that. <laughs> this is this is very excellent. So. You have something on your mind, Charles? Did you call just to scold me? No, I just called to beg you for forgiveness. You know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's too late for that. The snow is oh, already no, on. Oh, no, I found that out. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I, can, I can send it, but I can't call it back. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no problem. I'll be on. We'll, I'll survive. I know it. Yeah. I know it. Okay, did you decide on a... Um, a Christmas song that isn't so great between last night and now? Well, the one I don't listen to that much, I turn it off. It's a song, I hope I don't offend anybody out there, but it's called Pretty Paper. Yeah, well, no, you're not offending anybody. I don't. Well, I can live without A Little Town of Bethlehem, and it's a lot of favorite for people. It's just not mine. Pretty Paper. You don't have to listen to that. Okay. Well, you give us a call later, and I'll give you a weather update, and we'll see what we can do about uh, helping to clean up the mess. By the end of the week, you'll have rain. Yeah, we'll have a flood. This is true. You'll have that, too. Well, it's all right. As long as it don't turn to ice, we'll be all right. That's true. That's true. No, I'll be kind. You get rain, <laughs> and uh, we'll just melt that stuff that's going to fall on you tomorrow, and then we'll get back to normal. Oh, good. We'll start the new year good. <laughs> okay, Charles. Well, you have a great night. We've got another... Oh, yes. I'll, I'll be listening all night like I did last night. I was up to four, so... Oh, good for you. Yeah. Wow. Talk about loyalty. Well, we do have another surprise later tonight. And that will be the last one for our Christmas season this year, but I think it's going to be worth waiting for. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Okay, we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Charles. Uh, bye-bye. Welcome. Bye-bye. 714-545-2071. If you want us to wish you a Merry Christmas, give us a call. 714-545-2071. One. Hooray. Now, for anybody out there who somehow didn't stay with us last night or wasn't able to tune in on Saturday, here's what you missed, guys. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Today is Saturday. I'm sorry. Friday. Oh. You know, I am so mixed up. I swear it, today is Sunday. Uh-huh. Well, Do you know why? Would you help me stay on track? Maybe we were on the show last night, and it's only supposed to be on Saturday, not on Friday. I know, and you're going to be on Friday and Saturday next week. Hello there, you're on Patricia. Well, hello, Merry Christmas. Fred! Merry Christmas, Fred. How's the squirrel business? Great. <laughs> Great. Did you finally open your envelope like you were saying? I found your squirrel. I found it. You found the squirrel. Yes, I did. Did that make you laugh? Yeah, it did. I'm glad. It did. I'm glad. For for people who are listening and missed the story about the squirrel, <laughs> Fred was talking, we were talking about 
giving gifts and the best gift. This was, you know, as we were working up to Christmas and the best gift you gave and the best gift you got, but mostly the one that you gave. And Fred's first real present to his mom, out-of-pocket money, stuff he had earned, he got her a nutcracker that was in the shape of a squirrel. And I guess you moved the tail. Is that correct? Yeah. And it would bring the nut, uh, the, the squirrel would be holding the nut in his front paws, and it would bring the nut up against the squirrel's mouth, and it would crack the shell on the nut. And, you know, it was his first gift, and I'm, I'm just, I think that is just so sweet. Uh, you know, I'm, my heart is melting. He's talking about the first gift that he gave his mom. And I said, was it really neat? And he said, oh, she thought so. And I thought, oh, you know, that's really a mom. I said, what happened to it? And what did you tell me? That's all that I need there. <laughs> well, I oh. just lost it. It was one of those where Walden and I started to laugh, and we could not stop. You talk about sentimentality. Well, yeah, it was a... You sold your sentiments for 50 bucks on eBay. Yes, I did. I did. I took it up space and, you know... And you didn't even feel guilty about it. No, no, no. I got other things involved that I kept, so... Didn't tell anything to her. But the, the squirrel went. Squirrel went, yep. The squirrel went. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Well, you sure cracked us up that night. I thought yeah, we were yeah, I didn't get one for Christmas this year either. I don't think they make them anymore. No, we went up to eBay and found a couple up there. But it looks like you got a, you got the best deal of the bunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were selling for like 15 and $20. Oh, yeah, I got like 50, 55 bucks for it. Well, that's what you said. I mean, but, of course, there are different qualities and different times and different vintages, but uh, the ones we found up there... This one was all cast iron, I think. It was pretty heavy. Your, your mom, yeah, they, I think they were. At that time in our history, everything like that was made out of iron. Yeah. Uh, your mom would have been proud of you. Yeah, I think so. So you're forgiven. But I have to tell you, you sure cracked us up that night. I started to laugh, and I couldn't stop. And poor Walton got in the middle of that, and uh, we, we just couldn't stop. Well, it was good. I'm glad it was good in your life. <laughs> well, it did. We, uh, you know, it, it sort of hurt after a while. You know how your chest hurts and your neck hurts, and your body starts to hurt when you've laughed too much? Even your cheeks feel like they're falling off? So that's kind of laughter. Yeah, that, that's the kind of laugh that everybody needs once in a while. That's right. Can't stop. Cannot stop. Okay. Are you ready for a question, or, or do you want to talk to us for a while? I don't care. What do you got? What did you do for Christmas? Oh, what did I do for Christmas? Uh, went to my aunt and uncle for a while. Uh-huh. I did nothing yesterday except I listened to you guys and hung out, hung out in my house all day and did nothing, and I loved it. I love those kinds of days. I spent it all with you yesterday. Uh, did you hear any of the interviews we did yesterday? Yes, I heard. Uh, yeah, I heard part of the Mayor of the North Pole. Uh huh. I heard the last part of that. I thought that was pretty good. I wish I'd heard the rest of it. And I heard uh, the Norad, part of the Norad. Okay. Yeah, I think that was it. Okay, Walton called Norad. Twice. This is a military group out at the Air Force, ba Air Force Base in Colorado Springs. They had 2,500 
military volunteers answering phone calls from kids about Santa's location, and they did it for 24 hours. 24 hours. I'm to get out of the computer. It's really cool. I know, but... These were real-life people. No kid, nobody who called that number got a recording. That was really cool. Everybody talked to a real person who gave them the location of Santa Claus, how he was traveling, where he, about when he would be over their area. I mean, it was just so cool. And these people were so nice to us. Yeah, they were. The guy they talked to that I was, they were real nice about it. They <laughs> were real nice about our calling. Yeah, that kind of you set it up, but then you said at the end you didn't, so like, oh, that's cool. Well, these were cold calls. That is really cool. Those two were cold calls. The rest of them were set up, but those two were cold calls. And didn't you talk to, wasn't there a female interview somewhere, too? Yes. Who is she? I can't remember now. We had Kathy Stucker from the Johnham Down store in Arkansas. Uh, yeah. Is that the that's one? Too. No? I heard part of that. Yeah, that was cool. Heard part of that. Yep. Uh, we did well. And we've got another one coming up at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Oh, cool. I think it will be worth waiting for. Is it Santa himself? No, we couldn't get Santa. The poor guy looks like he was drugged home and put away wet. Yeah, he's probably pretty tired. Yeah, he's pooped. He's pooped. <laughs> well, you know. And uh, Rudolph's out there. He doesn't care either. <laughs> He wouldn't talk to us either. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Can you name all the eight reindeer? Uh, do I know the eight reindeer? Um, Dasher, Dancer, Dotter, and Blitzen. Dasher, Dancer, Dotter, and Blitzen. Panther, Blitzen, Comet, and Cupid. They're not in the right order, but those are eight. Very good. All right. And Rudolph. Yeah. Well, and Rudolph, yes. Um, the eight, eight, Rudolph was not included in the original, so if you don't include Rudolph, I'll be fine with that. I'll be fine with that. Now, that is pretty darn cool. I love Christmas. I favorite holiday. Do you? Yeah, we, we like Christmas around here. And in case you haven't noticed, Walden was really thrilled about talking with people from towns that celebrate Christmas all year long. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, Walden's one of those guys. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. I love Christmas in July. Now, you guys did that, and there was a TV station that did that one year. Oh, really? Yeah, they had all the old, they had all the specials. You know, the, 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 the Clay Manic specials with, like, Rudolph and Here Comes Santa Claus and all those. They had them on July. Well, I think that is very cool. People need to have the Christmas spirit reminders once yeah. in a while. Yep, so. Yeah. yeah it's my, like I said, it's my favorite time of year. I like it. So. That is so cool. So, what did you have at your aunt and uncle? What, what was the main meal of the day? Oh, we've had all kinds of stuff. Roast beef, ham, turkey, um, homemade mashed potatoes, which I love. Uh, cranberry sauce. Uh, get a couple of different pies for dessert. There's a summer squash. Uh, I had a plate left out in the refrigerator, actually. <laughs> I took home. Um, and then after that, I went to my brother's, and him and his wife separated this year, so that was kind of a little strange, but... Oh, yeah. I got to see my two nephews, which was cool. And, that, of course, they're, they're like 
five, six and seven, so. Oh, my gosh, these are little kids. Uh, they were really excited. Oh, wow. They yeah, went out and played. That my butt whooped it with it, it, uh, PlayStation and basketball. Uh, little Eli beat me by 40 points. He thought he was pretty good. <laughs> only 40? Yeah, only 40. He felt bad for me. He said, I'll let you shoot, Uncle Fred. Oh, thank you, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he, uh, of course, I never played it before. He, you know. But it was fun. And then uh, I came home. As long as they spot you some points, you're cool. Yeah, oh, that's good. <laughs> this is yeah. okay. It was, uh, I have it, was a, a, it was a busy day. Actually, like I said, I didn't do anything. A few people stopped by. Um, that was my gift to myself. Took a day off. So what's Basketball the, standing, they're few and far between. So. so what's the weather like in Vermont this weekend? Cold and white. Oh, you got snow? Oh, we got lots of snow out there. How much is lots of snow? Lots of snow. Again, not as much as when I was a kid, but I bet there's on the ground, yeah, it's probably eight inches, ten inches. That's a good amount of snow. Yeah. We always we we tend to say things like, well, not as much as when I was a kid, or not as deep as when I was a kid. When you were a kid, you were shorter, so it covered a bigger percentage. I remember, like I told you, I think I said this before. I can remember my mom not being able to see to pull out of our driveway from December. shoveling snow. I mean, is it mandatory you have to shovel it in so many hours? What what the rules are? What do you mean? Well, let's say you have a big snowfall. One of you has to clear your sidewalks. I mean, you, you or did the city do that? Who, who takes oh, care? Oh, and you don't have to. Uh-huh. don't want to. Okay. Yeah. Um, cities, in, in cities, they do. Uh, you've got ordinances, like in New York City, for a particular number of hours you have to get to clear your sidewalk. They might have that in, in town where the businesses are. I don't know. Yeah. I know they, they always do it. I mean, they're out there shoveling. Yeah. Well, it, it's smart. I mean, the last thing you need is uh, a potential customer winding up looking at you from the ground up. I wouldn't go to a store where I couldn't get into it. I know, but some people do try, you know, sliding on the ice or uh, hitting ice that you didn't know was there is not the best way to run a business. I know, I'm glad I don't live in town where they have, like, plow, snowplow ordinances. Because that's a real pain in the butt. Snowplow ordinance. Cars can't be passed on the street. Oh, so, well, of course. Snowplow, yeah. Oh, silly you. Yeah. Some of these big... That's the only place you got to park. Ones with the huge blades will sometimes come through and just take the cars with them. They just push them out of oh, the yeah. way. Yeah, you know, they, they're pretty good about removal here and... You know, staying up on it, salt, and a little bit, but it's still, you know, I, I don't mind snow, like I said, now until about the 1st of January. Okay, so now how many inches do you think you have on the ground? 
I'd say 8 to 10. 8 to 10 inches. Okay. For tonight, everybody who has snow on the ground, you call in and tell us how much snow you have on the ground. And the person who can truthfully claim the most amount of snow at the end of our broadcast, I will send a CD. I think there you go. Well, I got, I got 18 inches. <laughs> Did you miss the word truthfully? <laughs> You're on your honor. Okay. Uh, okay, it's a 10. Fred has, Fred has no honor. It's 18 inches. <laughs> well, if you count on the ground, it's snowbanks. Snowbanks are higher. No, not snowbanks. This is snowfall. What do you have on the ground that fell on your lawn or in your neighborhood? Well, there's enough now that I can't. Usually during the summer, i got a side of a logging road that runs down between the two houses. Huh? I can pull into my driveway, and then I can pull out and keep going straight, and I have to back up. And then the logging road, and out, went out that way. I can't do that this time of year because there's too much snow in the way. Do you have trucks, logging trucks going through at this time of the year? They don't know. Uh, I don't know why they put the stupid road up. It goes right down the middle of what used to be a lawn, and I've never seen a logging truck use it in my life. The other people that use it are these kids on four-wheelers, and they dig up. You know, I don't blame them, but, but, you know, they're kids, but they... The, the, the road's like all stone and stuff, and they just throw stones under my lawn. You know, so you, you, try, to make, you try to mow your lawn, and you're, you're riding a lawnmower, and you're, you can't, you, you got to go over there and rake the lawn before you can mow it, because there's too many rocks. And... Well, was this, was this a right-of-way, or did they declare eminent domain? It was a right-of-way. It was a right-of-way to that property. They've always had it. Okay. They never did anything with it. And then finally they said, they're going to build the road. They did. And it was right now in the middle of what used to be our side lawn. Oh, loggers. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Logging a big industry in your area? It was at one time. Um, I guess it still is. It's not, it's not huge. It's not like it is out west. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, there's still a lot of trees out there. There's a couple of people that do it full time. A couple, this was owned by Johnson Lumber Company, and they sold the land. I don't know who they sold it to. I have acres and acres of woods out back of my house, and there's a pond way out back there, too. Um, and there's all kinds of trails. and It used to be a really well-kept trail uh, when I was a kid. We used to walk down to the pond all the time. Now there's huge ruts in it and stuff, so I think they did take some... some uh, some trucks over it. Mm -hmm. It really dug up the road, the trail. Yeah. There's like humongous ruts and stuff in it. Now, you used to go ride your bicycle down there. There's no way you can do that now. Um, you used to slide down there, too. There's a big hill that uh, goes, oh, God, it goes down about a quarter of a mile, turns around two quarters, and then you got a big long straightaway at the end. There used to be a sliding place. Sliding as in sit on a chunk of cardboard or an ash can top or... Plastic top or sled, whatever you have that went. Ride down there. Yeah, and it was, going down was fun, but coming back up wasn't a lot of fun. Because you had to walk in the deep snow in the woods, which took you forever. You had to try to walk along where you slid, and of course that's all packed down at icy. Well, science has come up with some marvelous things. Maybe before we die, they will have figured out a way to get us back at the top of the hill by always walking.
And we don't need any. Weather nature hits up enough. <laughs> oh, and you don't need any help with uh, with weather. I'll see what I can do with the scientists about. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to send us a couple of ninety-five degree days, that'd be wonderful. I don't think you want them either. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I love summer. We hit ninety-five here. You're not in the right place for being a warm weather bunny. I know, but you know, my whole I grew up here. My whole network is here. Yeah. I thought about moving, but it's like everybody in the world I know is here. Sure. If you want, if you were gonna ever move, Fred, where would you go? Either Arizona or California. Ah. Yeah. Warm weather stuff. What's that? No Florida. Warm weather. Oh, no, Florida. Florida? No, no Florida. No. Florida too many tropical storms. Well, you think an earthquake is better than a tropical storm? <laughs> true, see. Yeah, but that only happens once in a great while. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get any advance warning. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. But, you know, probably Arizona, actually. Because, uh, they got, they got the, 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 the preseason baseball. I'm a big baseball fan. Uh, and then they got it in Florida, too, but they also got it out in Arizona. And I've heard the weather is really, really nice there. Yeah, The weather is, is nice. It gets extraordinarily hot in some places in the summertime. 130 degrees, pretty hot. Yeah, that's hot. Yeah. That'd be a little bit much for me. <laughs> See, you don't get those kinds of days in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, he says. Yeah. You get 40, you get 30 degree nights, that's even too cold. Oh my gosh, it went down to 28 a couple of nights, Fred. This is terrible. Heaven forbid. <laughs> I know, it was awful. And nobody feels sorry for somebody. Walden feels sorry for me. He understands. I don't. Lovable. <laughs> 38 degrees. I wish that's as cold as we got here. I can handle that. Well. So how cold, how cold is it getting at night right now, Fred? Oh, down the single digits. <laughs> I don't know if it's there tonight or not. I don't know what the high low is tonight. Um, it wasn't bad out today, actually. But was, when I left my, when I left my uh, brother's though at 7 o'clock, and it was, the sun was down, it was starting to get a bit nippy. Well, honestly, let me ask you guys. You, you guys, both from the northeast area, can you feel it from... Is there much of a difference between 30 degrees to 20, from 20 to 10, to 10 to 0? Can you really tell? Yes. Oh, you sure can. You can. The difference between 10 and 30, you can definitely tell. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you get... Gosh, I, I, a difference between 30 and 29 is noticeable <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, five or six days in a row, five, 10 degree weather, then it hits 30. Like a summer day? It's like a heat wave. <laughs> It's true because you get so accustomed to it. You can really, there is really a significant difference between 30 and 20. And oh my goodness, it's the difference between deathly ill and death between 10 and zero. You know what's strange to hear is, like when it starts getting up into 50, in the 50s, in mm -hmm. the spring, I'll open up my windows. Even, even sometimes in the 40s, when it gets up into like 40 degrees, 45, 50 degrees, in March or April, mm -hmm. open up my windows. I would never do that in the 50s. I wouldn't leave them degrees. open all day, but I would uh, open them. I'll close my windows. It's the same temperature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
except it's going the other way. So I'm used to the hotter days, and I'm cold at 50 in October or in September. And, and, and in April, 50 is like balmy. Sure. It depends on, on what you're coming out of. Yeah, it's just strange. It's, uh-huh. You know? I mean, you go around in April and it hits 50, you see people in T-shirts. You don't see that too much in September. Those are the crazy people who come here and bring coals because I still sound like I belong in bed. You know? And my cousin was like that today. She gave me a big hug and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Go away. <laughs> I, I catch everything. I don't need your cold. Well, people wanted to give me a hug tonight and I said, do not do it. Do not do it. I will not share this. <laughs> But, yeah, you sound man. pretty good, Patricia, though. Yeah, tonight I do. This afternoon, uh, I I sounded like somebody nobody would answer the door for. Ah. I even got the president of Waterford Center this year. I was so proud of that. Got a what? I got, I got what I wanted this year. You did? If you want. Yeah, so that, that hasn't happened since my parents passed away. What? I wanted a digital picture frame. Oh, those are so cool. Yes, and I got one. I was so excited. Yep. Digital pictures, Walden, on a picture frame. They look just like, when, when, the, when the picture showed, it looks like just like a regular picture, but they... And they rotate. They'll, they'll give you different pictures. So, you know, they kind of fade out and come back in. So, can you add your own, can you put together your own picture album, or is it no. already preset? No, you can put anything you want. You can... You can change them, you can add, you know, you can set the, the rotation time, wow. how long they rotate for. Wow. It's a moving picture album. Wow, that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So how many, how many can you load in? Well, I haven't looked at that yet. Uh-huh. I think it's quite a few. They come in different sizes, so. so and how big, is it, is it a typical picture frame, like a like an 8 by 11 kind of? Yeah, yeah, it looks like a like a regular picture frame. Wow. Except it's not a, it does have to get plugged, you have to plug them in. Uh, you know, you see a picture frame with a cord coming out of it, basically, but it's pretty cool. I know my aunt got one, and what she's going to do, is she has Christmas in her house every year, she's going to, next year, she's going to put them out, she got two of them, and she's going to rotate through all the past Christmas pictures. Oh, what a great idea. <laughs> that was fantastic. I was like, yeah, that's really cool. Um, great idea. So what are you going to put in yours? Oh, I've got so many pictures. I'm, I'm doing my family tree. Uh-huh. So i got all the family pictures I've got. So I don't know. Um, I'll probably have different things, you know, different things set up. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice that you can change them out at different times. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to get more than one. Millie, you can go to Uncle Harry. Can you hook it up, make it to your computer, and go and transfer them that way? That's how you load it up, or I think so. You know, uh-huh. or you have to, or you do it with like, with like a, a card. Okay. I, I know you can plug your digital card from your camera in into it. Oh. I think you can take a memory stick and plug it into it too. Uh huh. Um, that would make sense. Yeah. So it's uh. But yeah, I'm, I was I was ecstatic when I got it. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. That was perfect. Right. I know what I'm giving out for presents next year because I don't have a lot of money and I, I spend I spend my money on the kids. Uh-huh. I figure, you know, if I'm buying for the kids, you know, my brother or whatever, I'm buying for the kids, I'm buying for them. Sure. And, and now that, a lot of my, brother, all, my older brother's kids have kids. And after all, when you get old, Fred, there'll be one taking care of you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
They better be anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I stopped buying for my nieces and nephews, and now I buy for their kids. And so I've always, you know, I always give something to the adults, but it's never much. Well, this year I figured it out. I'm going to do something with the family tree next year for every one of them. Excellent. Oh, what a great gift. Yep, just buy a frame. Yeah, I got, I've gone back four or five generations, so I can really come up with something neat. What can you trace your family to? What did they, what, most of them always lived in the Northeast? What, where did they came from, Fred? A lot of this, a lot of them from Canada, mm-hmm. um, Ireland, mm-hmm. and England so far. Okay. Uh, I've only gone out of the country with two of the, because every time you go up a generation, you double your branch. So, like, you know, you have, you have one set of parents, you have two sets of grandparents, you have four sets of great-grandparents, etc. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight sets of great-great-grandparents, you know, that line. And uh, one of those, I, I've, got a, I've got back on a couple of those lines as far as great-great-great-grandparents. Wow. And two, uh, and I've got out of the, the country on two direct lines. And one is, well, not count Canada. There's always Ireland, always England. Um, but yeah, there's Irish on both my mom and dad's side. Yeah, there's English on both my mom and dad's side. There's French <laughs> on both sides, which is kind of strange. Um, <coughs> they got a. Uh, uh, my, my mom is a Brooks, uh-huh. and that's the Irish. And that, the Brooks' name is what actually came from Ireland. Um, but she married a Davis, who was Irish, but her parents, her, her father, or her mother, was uh, English. So that's where the English comes in on her side. And then my father's side was a pocket. Um, but his, his, father was, his father was a pocket, but his mother was a Thompson, which is, I think, English. And then she has some Irish in her family. How do you spell Paquette? Uh, we spell it P-O-C-K-E-T-T-E. Okay. Yeah, because I have Paquettes in my family. It's spelled a little different. P-A-Q? P-A-K. And they pronounce it Paquette. I've never seen that one. Yeah, I've seen, it's weird spelling. I've seen P-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E, oh. which is the French version. Okay. And I've come across, my family tree, I've come across, Somebody added an E because my my great grandfather it was my thing my great grandfather because when he was born his name was P O C K E T T when he died his name was P O C K E T T E. There's a British show on PBS called Keeping Up Appearances. And the woman is a frou-frou. She's trying to be something that she isn't, and everything is proper, and everybody should follow her around. And their last name is Bucket, B-U-C-K-E-T, just like a pail. And she keeps trying to get people to pronounce it bouquet. (laughs) It's bouquet. (laughs) And poor poor husband looks at her and says, but it's always been Bucket in my family. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's probably what happened, because... People, okay. <laughs> people still call me Pocket. It's like, no, it's not Pocket, it's Pocket. Uh-huh. And it's not the Pocket in your pants, it's Pocket. 
And without that E, um, but he got that even more often, you know? Uh-huh. Pocket, Henry Pocket. And uh, another strange tale was I found some people in my name, in my family name, Wide Awake. Name is Wide Awake? That's where their name was. And I thought, and I'm thinking, okay, these people, maybe Native American or something? Huh? That was my first thought, you know? So I did a little more research, and what it was was, their French name, I can't remember what it was, they came from Canada, and their French name meant to be, it literally translated to be wide awake. Nobody can pronounce or spell their French name. Oh, They just literally changed it to the translation. How interesting. And there's wide awakes now in Rutland, there's, I think we're the only family, the only branch, so they're probably like my fourth, she would have been my great-great-grandmother, so they're probably like my... Fifth, sixth, seventh cousins or something. You've really done your homework, sir. Well, I love it. It's fascinating. And then you, after you get the names and stuff, you can go and research like ship manifest or newspaper documents, census records, trying to find out what these people did. Yeah. You know, where they lived, where their houses were. It's pretty cool. It sounds like it. It's it harder when you get out of, out of the country, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet it is. Wow. Okay, eight to ten inches of snow. Yes. Somebody has to beat 8 to 10 inches and do it legitimately. Somebody calls from Maine, I'm sure they'll beat me. Maine is, is, under, is under a lot? Well, they tend to get more up north. If, if Buffalo can even reach a phone. Yeah, they'll beat me. You're, you're out. You're I don't out. think that guy in Jersey, if he waits for a while, he'll beat me too. Uh-huh. Well, for right now, 8 to 10 inches. Okay, we have to find somebody who will beat Fred. And I got a Christmas song that I can live without. All right. What? Cats a baby. Oh, with, um, was that Eartha Kitt who sang that? Yeah. Any, uh, any woman who's got a great figure that's famous sings it. <laughs> yeah, Eartha Kitt made that famous. Yeah. Santa baby. And, yeah. Yeah, too materialistic for me. Okay, we can, we can cross that one off the list. How about in the traditional Christmas songs, the ones that, you know, White Christmas and Hark the Herald and all of the legitimate Christmas songs. That is sap. I love all those. Uh, all right. Let me think. Oh, uh, all the traditional ones. Uh, no, I think I like them all. Oh. Sorry, I sneezed. Big Christmas. I love all those. Uh, Christmas time in the city, I like that. Silver bells, uh, jingle bells, uh, Noel, I love that. Little Town of Bethlehem, I know you, you've got that one up, but I love it. I love that song. Uh, oh, no, I, I can't think of one. Okay, we'll get rid of Eartha for you. A big, 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 I love Christmas. I love most of the stuff that goes with it. Oh, you and Walden are a pair. Yeah, he was favorite, happy favorite. we got to talk to towns that have Christmas 12 months a year. Ooh, why do they do it without the snow? Little suitcases already packed. I don't want snow 12 months a year. That I don't want. No. I should check today to see what Fairbanks is. Fairbanks, Alaska, because that was pretty close. That was about 35 miles from, did you say 40 miles, 35 miles? 18 from the uh, airport, from, uh, from the airport to North Pole. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah.
But what about between Fairbanks and North Pole? Did he say 40 miles? Well, I thought he said 18. I liked how he, he calmly told you which routes to take up there. Yeah. yeah wasn't that, that fun? Old ice road trucker? Yeah, like like I like I knew where I was. I mean, I can't I can't find the next town without somebody giving oh, me directions. Oh, yeah, that's a piece of cake. Sure, sure. <laughs> so what was fun? What was really fun was to take Richardson. I think it was wasn't it Richardson or Richards Richards Highway and turn right. That's all you had to do was turn right. Uh-huh. And I just loved that. I mean, there, you didn't have to write that one down, you know? <laughs> no, but you better have changed in your car. Oh, you know. Boys. What's that? Yeah, he said they are 5 to 10 degrees colder than Fairbanks, which has warmed up to... Fairbanks has warmed up to... Minus seven degrees. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> that's just it nasty. Was, yesterday it was minus 35 up there. That's just not right. I think it's illegal, too. That's, that's not for human beings. Legal, too. That's just not. Now, did anybody answer your questions yesterday? No. You had one that I knew the answer to, and I forgot the stupid question. Um, okay, well, I'll tell you the ones I asked yesterday, and you tell me. Um. What was, it was really simple. You asked one guy, he couldn't get it, but he got the next one you asked. I know which one it was. Um, and, I, and I knew it. Um, like, oh, I'm going to call it, then I fell asleep. One, one that I asked was, there must have been some magic in that old silk hat. That's it. Okay, had. I know what happened when I put it on his head. What happened? We began to dance around. You are absolutely right. Oh, and <laughs> a present. This is good. You want some Christmas shows? I've got a special one. Could not. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll take Christmas shows. I beg your pardon? We'll take Christmas shows. Lux Theater Christmas shows. Lux Theater Christmas. Now you... Uh, listen, Fred! Yeah, you know, like, you know, Christmas Fred? movies, like, we're called 34th Street, all those. Fred. What? You know, I mean, this selectivity is... <laughs> you say it. You say you want. I, I'm just taking your picture word. Any Christmas shows you want to send me? Lux Christmas shows. All right. I'll see what I can do. Well, Lux had a really long run, and it's not hard to find the the number 12 when you're looking at dates, so I should do okay. Okay. All right. I can tell you almost all of them right off by by heart. Oh, wouldn't you know. (laughs) I got... Good discussion, Dick. I have sports on one end. I've got... And I can't write as fast as he can remember... <laughs> and they did Miracle on 34th Street? Yeah. That was different than the movie. How do you think they did that? Yep, they did it three times. Right, it was a lot different. Right, it was like there was all these changes in the theater version. Right, they did 47, 48, and 54. And did they keep them the same? No. Oh, okay. 54 was totally different. Uh, 47, 48. I heard just the other night on, US, on Yesterday USA was like... Totally different from the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, not totally different, but a lot different. So, for example, for exa- I remember off the top of my head, for example, Chris Kringle goes in to get his interview. Right. And all in one scene, he's beating the guy in the head. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And that took like two or three different scenes in the movie before he got to that point. And you and take the screen director playhouse, they're different from Lux. Well, yeah, plus he walks in, he gets hired... 
So the Mercy Santa it had nothing to do with the plane. Right. Right, okay. I always thought that was interesting. And I always thought they took those. The one in 54, he left a cane at the house. Yeah. Now it's different. Yeah. Doing the other ones. So, the yeah. One he, oh. The other one, he showed a picture of the house. Right. And he was at the party. Oh, I, I, the one I recall, he, he had a picture of the house. Of the little girl. Maybe what? not. Maybe that's why the cane was there. Right. The cane was in the one in 54. The other one had a party, and um, he had a picture of the magazine cover that the little girl recognized it. Yeah, it, it, yeah the one I heard, he even said to the guy, uh, yeah, there's this beautiful country house for sale. Perfect for a family. He said, Chris Kringle said it to the lawyer. Mm -hmm. It was in the movie, he said about a shortcut, remember? And they happen to go buy the house. Who wrote the story? Good question. I don't know. Uh, it was George Seaton, the director, I think, was part of the creator of it. Who was one now, of, who now was one, we've, got, we've got one person's name attached to this and three, four, or five different versions of the story. Who took the liberty or who did well, he give permission to? Or we got the 94 TV version, which is totally different, too. I think what happened, the radio... The, they took the option from, they took the play from the screenplay, the, the Lux screen director play, and then they had the, F.A. Barnett did a lot of Lux, Lux radio theater, they adapted it for the radio. But when you adapt it, you're changing somebody else's work. Correct. How did that come about? Did he sign over? They must have, because I think they probably paid a pretty hefty fee to the studio to, to adapt. They, sh they should have. They yeah. should have paid it to somebody. But the question is, did they? How did they do this? Well, much though, because uh, Lux budget per week, and this is starving to think in the 40s, was 20000 a week. That's a lot of dollars. A lot of dollars. So Lux so dumped a lot of money in those shows. That's one of my favorite radio shows. Yeah, it's a great, it, 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 the quality holds up. And, I mean, they, they paid the stars $5,000 a pop. Sometimes four stars at a pop. Cecil B. DeMille had a nice big salary. Well, then it, that that comes to more than $20,000 a week. Yeah, might, you're right. Then, you know, but sometimes I've counted up to 18 uh, supporting actors, and they were getting $135 a week. And then the play, what they had to give to the studios. Yep. So that wasn't uh, cheap. They must have been charging advertisers a pretty penny. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. A lot of money. I may, have, I may get another fan here for you guys. Oh, right. Uh-oh. I uh, was traveling in the car today with my cousin to go to my aunt and uncle, so it was his parents. And they have one little girl. Her name is Keely. And she was, uh, if I thought about it, I would have given her something for Christmas, but I didn't think about it. But she was, she's going, she's in sixth grade now, I think. And she was listening to an audio book. And really enjoying it, and it was kind of making fun of the, the actor in the book, um, and, but, but really enjoying the, the listening to it. And when it was all over, um, she's sitting here critiquing it, and cause the guy gets away, I guess, and I don't know what series it is, but the bad guy always gets away. He comes back and kills more kids or something and plays kids. What kind of book was that? Well, he hates kids or something. And <laughs> I don't know, but she's making fun of it. And, and then I said, 
Haley, do you like old time radio? Nothing. I go, Haley, do you like old time radio? She goes, I don't know what that is. So I tried to explain to her, like, and so did, uh, it was for father. You know, like before TV, all the shows were on the radio. So they had all these shows, and all kinds of different shows. And it's like an audio book, except it has sound effects with it. The best way I can describe it to her. Yeah, you know, picture your audio book with sound effects. And not just dialogue. Yeah. And, and very little narration. A lot of it is just the actors. And she goes, well, that sounds really cool. So I told her I would get her some stories. Neat. So what... What do you think is the right age to introduce kids to old-time radio? Oh, I think she's going to love it. Uh-huh. I know she's... If I can get her the right kind of stuff. Right. You know, i, I got to find something that she, she, that she would be interested in. I was thinking, like, how this book she might like. Uh-huh. Um, and she's into, like, uh, Chronicle to Narnia and stuff. I don't think they would do anything fantasy-wise, but maybe some science fiction stuff she would like. Sure. But, yeah, I think... You're a great age. So six years, sixth grade, about 12 years old, right? Yeah, 11, 12 years old. Uh, maybe even a little younger. Cause I know she's been listening to audio books for like a couple of years now. So maybe even as well as fourth grade. Well, that's a, that's a good sign because, you know, she got the tension span to do it. Yes. Well, Fred, if you were really in the Christmas spirit, instead of asking me to hunt down Lux Radio Theaters, which you can get at any time... <laughs> How about sending me on a mission to collect radio shows that she might like? I already got them all. Well, never mind. We sell, we sell many radio shows, and I can do some tomorrow. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't even gone through half of what you sent me. And on top of that, I, there's a, I bought two years ago, that, not with Shasha's auction, but the auction before, box full of tapes that, I mean, there's like, there's like 64 tapes in the thing. I've probably listened to four of them so far. Well, we both know, Walden and I, that you don't even know what you've got because you had not opened your squirrel envelope. You didn't well, even... I did now. I did now. I opened it. Now this is a whole one. Walden and I were falling all over ourselves. Oh, this is great. It was Walden's idea to find a squirrel, and I went out looking, and, you know, we've got this great, great little joke for you. Well, well I'll the what you put on top of it, too. You wrote something on top. Or was that part of the picture? No, it was... Some kind of name for the squirrel. Rock Cracker the Squirrel. It was Cracker the Squirrel. Cracker the Squirrel, that's it. Yeah. And on the bottom, if you've got a sense of humor... I wrote acorn, a copia. Yeah, I caught that. Yeah. Okay. That was good. <laughs> yeah. So that was really good. That was good. But I Thank you, Fred. Talk about pumpkin. That, right? <laughs> <laughs> Our writers supposed to be like good at puns and stuff. That's what you're paid for, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I love puns. I love puns. Well, no, I did. As a fact, I got to hang it on the wall. You got Cracker up there? Right next to uh, my Mission to the Gap uh, to buy a pair of pants poster. <laughs> <laughs> you appreciate that. Yeah, this is good. It's got two lines. It's got a guy going to the Gap to buy a pair of, pair of pants. Right. It's got a line for a guy and a line for a girl. Yeah. And for the guy 
goes into the mall, walks by all the other stores, goes straight into the gap, goes straight to the pants, and back out. And the girl wide walks into the store, goes in every other store but the gap, up and down all the aisles, then into the gap, up and down all the aisles, so she finally gets the pants. And then she goes, again, goes all the way back through the whole store. Get out. You don't get it? You say so. Sure, I get it. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. This is a guy thing. No, it's, it's a girl thing. Guys, you know, the shopping and guys don't mix. If we got something we got to get, we don't get it. But I women, know this is a guy thing. Women just shop for the sake of shopping. That's the problem. Not this kid. That's good. That's I know good. what I want. I go in, I say, give it to me, and I go home. Well, can you answer me another question then? Maybe, maybe you don't fit the... This could be stereotypical of me. But every single, including my mother, when she died, I bet she had 45 pairs of shoes. Why does anybody need that many shoes? It beats me. I don't. Okay. Every single girl I know, though, my, my brother's ex-wife is the same way. My aunts are the same way. My cousins are the same way. I've never been a shoe person. I got all these friggin' shoes. Marco's got mine. Oh, that's good. I, I got, I got two pairs. I got sneakers. They got boots. <laughs> they sound very functional to me, sir. You're a man after my own heart. That's right. But anyway. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm off. And you guys need to talk to other people. you got a surprise coming up here in 20 minutes. That's yeah, true. Merry Christmas, Fred. Oh, my Fred. goodness. Look at the time. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for calling, Fred. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, Fred. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There's our buddy, Fred. The one and only Fred. From Vermont. You never know what you get with Fred from Vermont. Fred from Vermont. 714-545-2071. Fred has 8 to 10 inches of snow on the ground. Who can beat that? You have to tell the truth now. Snowbanks don't count. Drifts don't count. Just the honest to goodness real stuff sitting on the ground. And we, we admit that we are discriminating against California and Florida. Good chance we don't have the snow. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I'm really sorry. How much sunshine do you have? How many inches of sunshine <laughs> do you have on your front lawns? Well, the sun's gone down now, so there's none out there right now. There's none. That's right. All right. We've got somebody with snow. A snowbird. Hello, you're on Patricia. I didn't defrost my icebox. <laughs> I had about two inches of snow. All right. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Hi, Ron. <laughs> All right. How I guess how don't count. Well, it's okay. You know, I didn't know they have Christmas trees in Hawaii until until you told me yesterday or something. I, I got it from the Internet, so it must be true. Well, I don't know. Yeah. That's what it said. They grow all over. All 50 states grow Christmas trees. I got to go find some. Because I don't know where, I don't know where it is. You've never, have you ever seen a fir tree out there? Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they have, I guess. Well, I'll, <coughs> I don't know where. <coughs> well, I'm having lunch with a friend who grows Christmas trees in Oregon. Huh? And he, and I'm going to have lunch with somebody who has a Christmas tree farm in Oregon. Yeah. He'll, and he'll tell me 
whether they have Christmas trees in Hawaii. Okay, you do that. And this is the, the National Christmas Tree Association that was telling us that. I have to believe them. It's the October. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, right. Well, Christmas Tree Association should know about Christmas trees. True, true. What's well, anyway, um, I will, um, um, let's see. I, I, I have to... How was your show this morning? It was good. It was really good. I have to go play for a friend of mine who is in hospice. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. I'm a, yeah, I'm going to go and visit him and play some. Try to cheer him up anyway. You're going to do that tonight? Yeah. Okay. About, about, let's see, it'll be, I told him I'd come around 8.30 your time, Walden. Okay. At 6.30 my time. Okay. So, but I'm, and I'm going to cheer him up, hopefully. Yeah. But I'm going to play something now. All right. Let's see if I can get this thing fired up here. And uh, we'll see if we can play something now on this wonderful uh, Christmas day. Oh, uh, what? Oh, wait, no. Sounds like you're picking up a piano. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> well, Better than picking my nose, anyway. <laughs> okay, wait now. You know the family's comfortable with you when they say things like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. That's not nice. <laughs> Hang on one second. Wait now. I got to set up. We're tuning up here. Okay. Tuning up. The, the box. Huh? All right, here we go. Here we go.
two nights in a row you played for us. And we don't even, and we don't even have chestnuts in Hawaii. <laughs> well, you didn't think you had Christmas trees in Hawaii. Why would you be sure that you don't have chestnuts? Well, you, yeah, I'm going to go ask my friend on Monday when I have lunch with him. He probably knows more than I do. Well, he probably I'll find knows. out. I will find out. What time are you going to be on the air till? Forever. Forever. Oh, good. I know last night you you crashed out at 4 in your time, but I don't blame you. You were, you were up in the morning, and Patricia is not used to being up in the morning. I know. So. No. No, you must be. You must be really beat. Boy, I I was pooped. I was. Pooped. You get up today. Yeah. Um. I got seven hours today. I got seven hours of sleep, so I'm fine. Oh, good. Got up at okay. um. Maybe I didn't get seven hours, Walden. I don't think I got seven. I, you told me you did, but I don't know. I don't know how you could have. If you had to be. I mean, did you had to go to the eleven thirty? No, I didn't go to uh, 11.30 okay. today. So what time did you go? I didn't go until this afternoon. I went to visit my brother, Ron. My brother is in a nursing facility. Um, I went to, in a, oh, how far is the facility well, from where you live? For 20 minutes. So let's say you went to bed at 5 o'clock. Yeah. And you slept 7, I've been to noon. Uh, maybe 6 hours. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's more how um, how's your brother doing? My brother is doing okay. They they seem to have gotten him back on track. I mean, he'll never get out of there. He's going to be there for for the rest of his life. He's on dialysis three times a week, but um, but they take very good care of him, and okay. um, he's just as feisty as ever. Uh, how old is he? He's older than I am. He's he's an older brother. Um, and I brought him a Santa Claus hat. Good. He was happy with that, and I brought him a bunch. Of, I got, at the auction, I got some baseball stuff, and everybody was teasing me because I was bidding on sports stuff, and it really was for him. So I got him some uh, baseball DVDs, and he's got a DVD player, and he was just so happy with that. So I was pleased. It's hard to... Yeah, isn't it nice when you do something like that on Christmas Day, you know? Yeah, it's hard kind to... Of I don't want to say it's hard to please him. He's not an easy person to please, but he doesn't get excited about very many things. You know, everything is ho-hum. But he was really happy with these, so I was very pleased with that. That's good. Yeah, I well, think it's good. You know, I think it makes a difference when you do something on Christmas Day, when you give up yourself and your time, like you and Walden are doing. And there's some probably shut-ins, you know, who are who are very happy to listen to you guys, you know? I, yeah, I think we probably had a family yesterday, and we've probably got some of our family today who are choosing to spend it with us, and you know, which is nice. It's really nice. That's a heartwarming thing, you know, I think. It's, it's just like the, the show, you know, uh, when Ralph, was it Ralph Edwards, Walden, that uh -huh. the microphone into uh, a war veterans uh, yeah. allies. Yeah, yeah truth or consequences. Truth or consequences, yeah. Well, yeah. That was so warm, you know, yeah. warm and tender. And all the people from his hometown visited him through microphones placed in their area, the church, it's a, caroling, and oh, it's, so, it's a wonderful it's a, I have a good postscript after that. Um, Go ahead. That show was done in 1947, December 19, 1947. Uh -huh. um, 
the the Germans stayed at the Wombie Hospital until 1956. Wow. His hometown bought him a house. So he moved back and and he married a girl. That same gal? He, he married that same gal. And because one of the uh, one of the old time disc jockeys called him in the seventies, his wife passed away by the mid seventies, but he was still living in the house that his hometown bought for him. Well, bless their hearts. Yeah. he was paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah, he was. Correctly. He was. So, wow. Yeah. That's the warm. And you know, um, I know um, Patricia. You know, you sent uh, some CDs to another person who is visually impaired or something, and I'm sure. He he just loves it, you know. And I, I like, for example, when I listen to some of these shows, I mm-hmm. mean, it really brings back some fun memories, and, and I'm so grateful, you know, uh, being able to answer some trivia questions. Well, and, I am so happy that. You- and also, even the shows that you don't like, I gotta agree, I don't like them either. <laughs> and I struggle just for the sake of listening to see why I don't like them, and I listen by it, and I end up figuring out I don't like them, but <laughs> it makes it very interesting, though. Uh, now, this, this is the awful shows I sent you? Yeah, the awful shows. The ones that I think are awful? Yeah, I agree, they're awful. <laughs> but you know, Jerry of the Circus? Yeah. Jerry of the Circus, I think. They're not that bad, I don't think. No, I don't think so. I think it was a kid thing, really a kid-kid thing, because it didn't seem like it was... It, it was performed well. Um, the story, I don't know, it just didn't register with me, and I know a lot of other people that just go, oh, God, Jerry and the Circus. But there are others who are actually looking for these shows because their kids like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not one of those kids. You know, another popular show that everybody likes, and I, I feel bad because I don't really enjoy them. And this is me only, and my own, you know. A lot of people love the cinnamon bear. And I don't know. It's not, not my cup of either, but a lot of people, they look forward to it every year. Huh. My friend loves the cinnamon bear. How about you, Alden? Uh, I wasn't sure if I... I I respect it, but I don't pull it out. So I listen to it every year. I mean, I I'm not. I, I guess I wouldn't say I'm not crazy about it, but I do have good copies of it. I've listened to it several several times, but it's just one of those. Uh, I just can't get excited about it. But I can understand where little kids would. Yeah. I think kids. I enjoy. I, I think it's great that we still have radio station today, in Portland, Oregon, still play it every year from 1937 till today. Wow. That's a, that's, a, that's a great record to think about a radio station in the area for the last 73 years will pull out that show and play it from every Thanksgiving to every Christmas Eve. I enjoy Big John and Sparky more than I do <laughs> the cinnamon bear. Big yeah. John yeah. and Sparky seems to have, uh, it, it created a very warm spot for a lot of people. I'm so sorry that there are so few stories or so few shows available and there's only one um it, it it had the teddy bears what what was it no school today that's what it was right. there's only one and there are possibly two shows on that single single um one hour and that's all that's surviving and so many people have asked me for it and that's all that's there mm-hmm. there is no more yeah 
Well, anyway. Well, you you two have a very Merry Christmas, and we'll look forward to talking to you. What time are you going to be on the air New Year's Eve again? I think we're going to start a traditional at uh, 10.30, because I don't, I don't know if I want to get Patricia up in the morning. That's true. So I think we'll start at 10.30 Eastern. I'll put Frank, and then when Frank and I talk, I'll call Patricia. Because I need somebody to stick with me through Christmas Eve into the new through year. thick and thin, I'm here. That's right. Through but, thick and thin. So, Ron, are you going to be able to stay with us for just a little bit? Huh? Oh, wait, now? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be listening to you guys for a while, then around 8 o'clock my time, 8, 8 o'clock Walden's time, okay. I'll be heading out to the hospice area, which is about 25 minutes away from where I live. But I'll listen to you guys on my iPhone in my car. I have it hooked up. So I'll be listening. But then from 8.30 on, for about an hour, I won't be listening. I will be at my entertaining my friends. Okay, well, I, I just wanted to make sure that you could be with us for the next few minutes at least because in five minutes or six minutes, we're going to be having our final holiday interview. Is it a surprise? Uh-huh. A surprise, yeah. I'll listen to your final interview, and I'll look forward to finding out who is it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, aloha, mahalo, merikaliki maka. That means Merry Christmas in Hawaiian. Oh, thank the you. The whole means Happy New Year. And, well, if you can say, I'll send you a CD. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> you have a good Aloha Farms or something like that. Mm -hmm. But there's, yeah, there's a bunch of them up here.